shop on eBay this holiday season to get more for your dough on stand mixers mm. or get more for your buck on this season's hottest tech and gaming gear. And on eBay, you can even get more <gasps> bling for less cha-ching on jewelry. You can get more because you save more on premium brands with eBay's exclusive deals. Get more when you get it on eBay. For the ones going above and beyond. For the ones reaching out, helping out, and lending a hand. For the ones people count on. You can count on Granger. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry. Backed by 24-7 customer support and specialists to help with hard-to-find products. Because you've got everyone's back. We've got yours. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey everybody, it's Sam with Pro Wrestling Overtime. And yes, I told you it would be yesterday, but it is today that we're going to talk about my three favorite matches of WrestleMania 37 Night 2. And I'm going to save my favorite till the end, the last one. And you're probably not going to be able to guess what it is. But the first one, and these aren't in any order, like I said, until the last one. But um, just how they were presented. Let's talk about the WWE Raw Women's Championship. This was kind of chaos. Leading up to it, we had the fact that Asuka accidentally got kicked by Shayna Baszler. She popped out one of her teeth. Um, I had that happen to me when I was in seventh grade. It's not a pleasant thing to happen. It hurts. And when you're actually holding your tooth root and all in your hand and trying to get to a dentist fast enough to get them to pop it back up in your head and kind of bond it to another tooth until it can reattach itself um, is something that is a little weird. It is also a little weird when you're 7th grader finding out that they're going to do a root canal on, on that tooth because it's dead. And you're hearing dead? What? And they are like, yes, you pop that puppy right out of your head, it died. And so Asuka being from a different country and them explaining this to her in what I think was a concussion state had to be very confusing, frustrating, and a little scary for her. I know she's not a seventh grader, but the thing is she was fuzzy. Now, whether WWE wants to say she had a concussion, whether Asuka wants to say she had a concussion, whether the doctors want to tell me or not, she had a concussion. She was fuzzy. If you watch the match that that happened in, then you can see she was knocked out. It was very obvious that when she come through, Shayna Baszler was 
helping her. It was also very uh, obvious that they had to go backstage. They had to go to commercial. They had to get things done because Asuka, I am almost 100% sure, needed help from that ring. She missed, I think it was two or three weeks after that. And it was only when the internet site started writing about Asuka missing Fastlane, missing uh, the Raws because she had a concussion that she came back. Then it was speculated that she came back to show everyone that no, she did not have a concussion. But guys, she took another pop, I think it was two weeks later after Fastlane, it was around two weeks before WrestleMania. I thought she almost lost conscience then. I'm not too sure that she didn't. It's very easy to get a concussion again within recent time when you've had a concussion right before. I've also suffered quite a few concussions in my athletic career and they're not fun. Um, they're not bad when you, when it actually happens because you get knocked out, you come through, you try to figure out where you are. And if you're still, you figure out that you're in some kind of match or you're in a ball game, then you try to figure out what am I supposed to be doing? And if anyone's asking you, where are you, you're trying to lie through your teeth. So that part of it is fairly fun. However, the days after, the hours after, when you have that pounding, blinding headache, you have the ringing of your ears, um... When you get in a shower and you tilt your head back to wash your hair and you lose your balance. Um, when you are in the middle of sen sentences and you can't keep your thinking straight. Or you're in the middle of doing something and everything all of a sudden just goes really slow. It's called concussion fog. I hate thinking, even for one second, that Asuka had to go through that. Um, like I said, it's not fun, and I don't want any athlete to go through any kind of concussion. But when you're playing sports, or as some of you want to call pro wrestling, sports entertainment, it happens. It, and like I said, it's not fun. So we had that leading up to WrestleMania. We had no challenger, really, for Asuka. I think going into Fastlane and then coming out of WrestleMania, I wish for the two months before that, 
they would have built Peyton Royce. After her Raw Talk segment, and her looking so good in the loss to Asuka on Monday Night Raw, I wish somehow they would have come up with a storyline for that. They didn't. Um, I feel like they dropped the ball. I feel like they dropped the ball when they split the Iconics. But that's neither here nor there. And I know Peyton, Peyton Royce is going to move on and come out of this, you know, the best she can. We had Charlotte come in. Basically say, I'm taking the title away from you, Asuka. And if you were watching any of the betting that was going on, you guys know that I have a daily sports betting overtime podcast where I give you free bets on all sports, including soccer. Um, If you watched any of the betting lines, I mean, they immediately put Charlotte as the favorite because they know Vince McMahon likes nothing better than to give Charlotte opportunity to win a belt. I told you the other day, it's not her fault. However, there became an issue. And a lot of people think it was Andrade, Charlotte's fiance. Yes, he, he got released. Yes, he was upset. Yes, he shot his mouth off. Should he have? No, probably not. It wasn't, I don't think, his place to talk about when they did a drug test on Charlotte that they had a false positive comeback on a pregnancy test. I think that is her personal business. If you guys have read anything that I've written in any wrestling site, if you guys read me on Twitter, I totally defend women. And it is not right for Andrade to break that news. If Charlotte wants to break that news, that's great. And Here's the problem. She already has to deal with Ric Flair's big mouth. Now, it looks like maybe she, in the future, since he is out from the WWE thumb, that she may have to deal with Andrade having a big mouth. I feel sorry for her. But then she announced she had COVID-19. Which put... WrestleMania in Jeopardy. They had to figure out something quick. So, two weeks before, they introduced us to Rhea Ripley, who we have been waiting for her to debut for months. Um, I guess she was sitting in Titus Catering. I don't know. I feel sorry for her. You're 24 years old. You're so excited. You finally made it to the main roster. After they screwed you over at WrestleMania 36 by having Charlotte beat you when she shouldn't have. And you wrestled one of the best matches of your life. She has come out and said 
she dealt with confusion, with insecurity, with frustration, with questioning herself and her abilities. So what do you do? You bring her up to the the main roster and you set her in catering for months. Absolutely stupid, but we won't get into that. She comes out, she debuts, and immediately just challenges Asuka. Which let everyone know, oh, she's going to be taking on Asuka at WrestleMania. Well, yes. Yes, she is. Um, like I said, tips over a table, pops Asuka in the head. Uh, Asuka is selling it like crazy. She, Rhea then agrees for her and Asuka to take on the tag team champions. Why they're doing that storyline again, I don't know. But we get Asuka and Rhea Ripley for WrestleMania, and I'm fine with it. I know that there were quite a few of you that griped about it. I don't blame you, to a point. But guys, if you've ever seen Rhea Ripley, she can hold her own, especially with one of the best wrestlers in the world, Asuka. Now, don't be writing me and telling me the four horsewomen are better. Yes, yes, all four of the four horsewomen probably are better. One of the things they have going for them are there are that all four of them are Americans and they wrestle in the United States. Asuka has totally changed her style. Um, if you want to see strong style, powerful chops, quick movements, go watch some of her matches from Japan. But she has to wrestle the WWE style. So yes, she is behind the four horsewomen. I totally will will give you that. But she's still one of the best in the world. And she sells like no other. Rhea still has some learning to do. And a lot of you pointed that out. A lot of you talked about her selling being overly dramatic or, you know, her... I think one person that I saw got into a big discussion, I think it was on Reddit, about one punch that Rhea threw that they swore never even came close to Asuka. Well, guys, I hate to tell you this. If that is true, I didn't see that. Uh, and I've watched the match twice. Um... I didn't see that. However, if it is true, good. Rhea didn't give her another concussion. Great. That's the cameraman's fault. That's the producer's fault calling the shots. That has nothing to do with Rhea Ripley. Um, so guys, don't be giving them garbage. They had a very good match. They told a great story in the ring. Don't write me about Sasha Banks and Bianca. I'm not saying their match was better. No, it wasn't. But think about it. They had a four-month build, although it was awful. 
Sasha and Bianca had a four-month build, and it was historic. Plus, they have one of the best storytellers and match coordinators that puts together awesome matches in TJ Wilson and Sasha Banks putting that match together. I don't know who put Rihanna and Asuka's match together. It was still very good. They still, you know, put on a match that a lot of people should go back and watch. It wasn't given the credit that it's due. It it really wasn't. Now, I know a lot of you did not like that Rhea Ripley won the title, won the title at WrestleMania, and won the title basically after debuting two weeks. My question to you is, do you like Paige? Because if you do, did you see what she did on her debut? Paige is an excellent wrestler. Excellent. Don't get me started about her. You don't. I should do a whole episode on Paige. And I will if she ever decides to come back and will find a doctor to clear her and gets out from her WWE contract because I don't think they'll ever put her back in the ring. But if she gets out of her WWE contract, she gets a, a doctor to clear her, I will do a whole episode on Paige because Paige is still young and has a lot that she can accomplish in the world of wrestling. It, she, the sky would have been the limit for her had she not gotten hurt. So, I think a lot of you are putting Asuka versus Rhea Ripley down because you're comparing it or because you didn't like the build or two, you didn't like that Rhea Ripley won. Guys, clear your mind. Go back, watch that match. Wait three months. Go back and watch that match. I'm telling you, you missed a very good match. Second match of the night was the main event, you know, Roman Reigns versus Edge versus Daniel Bryan for the WWE Universal Championship. And yes, it was a good match. Whoever put that match together, it was. It was a good match. Um, I'm sure that Daniel Bryan and Edge had a lot of say in it. I'm sure Roman did too, but um, I don't really think that Roman gets into putting together actual moves or sequences or transitions in the match. I think he wants more of the story and how they're going to get there. I think it was excellent. I know a lot of you griped, complained, whined, whatever you want to say about Edge kind of being the tweener. They didn't fully turn him heel in, you know, right before this. And he wasn't fully heel in this match. He actually was 
the tweener. Whereas Daniel Bryant was full-on babyface, Roman obviously was full-on heel. And I thought that worked. I can't imagine Roman Reigns versus Edge now. I can't. When Edge came back and was the babyface last summer against Randy Orton in their matches, guys, I don't know that he was comfortable being the babyface. I don't know that he wanted to be the babyface. Edge is always, as a singles wrestler, loved being the ultimate opportunist. And he has used that for years now. So I think they had to insert Daniel Bryan in there. Not only to allow Edge to play a role he was very comfortable in. But two, Daniel Bryan is such a good wrestler. I hope he gets up in the top ten and is considered one of the top ten wrestlers ever. And yes, you can write me about that. Um, because I'll back it up. He tells unbelievable stories and he does unbelievable matches. Some of you are sitting there listening to me going, but, 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 yeah. You don't believe me? Go back to his Ring of Honor days. Go back to some of his indie matches. You can see it there. He is not a product of WWE storytelling. He is a product of Daniel Bryan being an awesome wrestler. He was unbelievable in the run and the build to this of getting in the way, being a pokey little knight to get on both of their nerves. In this match, he was the glue. Every time one of them thought that they were going to finally win, whether it be through pinning Daniel Bryan, through uh, pinning each other, he popped up. He ruled in that match. But with it being a triple threat, you knew there was going to be outside interference. I told you guys that in the predictions. I thought and believed the rumors that it would be both Jimmy and Jay Uso. I was hoping Jimmy would come back at WrestleMania. Really, really was. Uh, I wanted to see him. I would have even liked it if someone from Edge's past would have came out and helped. Like Randy Orton. Um, to get back involved in that storyline. Um, I think Daniel Bryan did what he wanted to do. He was the glue of this match. If you're a true wrestling fan, you got to see him shine. I don't think if this turns out to be his last WrestleMania match, which I don't think it is, but if it does, I think 
he didn't want to win the championship. Now, my heart wanted him to. My heart also wanted Edge. And the 10 years later story. But you've got to know Vince and Roman and how Vince thinks about things and you had to know. They were going to tell a story of outside interference and Roman winning and keeping his belt. And that's fine. But you better be building a baby face to take it off of him and tell a story about that and how he can snap to keep Roman interesting. You've burned out KO. I think you've burned Edge out. And I'm not too sure you haven't burned Daniel Bryan with him. So who's next? When do you do Jimmy J turning on Roman Reigns? Do you, as WWE, put your second highest, no, third highest belt on Jey Uso? I don't know that WWE right now has the guts to do that. But that's where this story should go. We'll have to wait and see. I thought it was a good match. Because of Daniel Bryan. He helped them tell the right story. But my favorite match of night two. And I could have turned it off after this match and been happy. And not seen any other match. Here's the issue though. It was the very first match. That's how much I enjoyed it. That's how much I have enjoyed this storyline. I know so many of you guys hate it. Guys, write me. I'm on Twitter all the time at Pro Overtime 2 O's Pro Overtime. Write me at Pro Wrestling OT at gmail.com. I'm on um, Instagram at Pro Wrestling Overtime. Uh, you can join. Uh, the Facebook group of All Pro Wrestling all the time. Feel, you know, like wearing me out. You feel like banging on me. Whatever. Come on. Because I'll tell you, this storyline is going to be the storyline 10 years from now. People are going to talk about this storyline. You know how they talk about Undertaker, Kane. You know how they talk about Rock, uh, Steve Austin. You know how um, so many of you watched the biography on A&E and said, I still get cold chills, or I still get nervous, or I still get pumped hearing that glass break for Stone Cold. Guys, I'm telling you. Not only is Randy Orton a superstar, improving with Drew McIntyre last year and the start of this story last year, into this year, that he is a superstar. 
But you know who else is becoming a superstar? And no, it's not Bray Wyatt. Alexa Bliss. I've heard you guys bitching about, oh, she doesn't wrestle anymore. All she does is swing on a swing. Guys, I'm telling you, she has put the women's division on notice. She will be wrestling. And she's going to explode. Will it be for her wrestling? I don't know. I hope so. That would make this story even better. Everybody thought when this story started and Randy Orton lit the fiend on fire, burnt him to a crisp in TLC in December of 2020, that it was the Randy Bray Wyatt fiend story. No. It was Alexa Bliss. All of the internet sites right now are writing all about how WWE doesn't know where this story's going. They're flying by the seat of their pants. They have no clue. You know what? Maybe they don't. Maybe they don't have a long-term story plan for this story. I don't know. But if that's what's happening... They need to do it with more people. Because taking Bray Wyatt off the air before Christmas, I think it was December 20th, by having Randy Orton burn him to a crisp was the best thing for Alexa Bliss's career that could have ever happened and probably for Randy Orton. Every week... And this should be what WWE should be thinking. Every week, even though it might be 10 minutes, it might be 20 minutes. But a lot of times it was 5 to 10 minutes. But it was every week. Was something compelling. Notice I used that word. Something compelling on Raw. Was it the best thing, best segment, or best match, or best whatever of every Raw? No. I'll be the first to admit it, no. But I'll also be the second thing to admit. It was usually the most talked about thing that night on Twitter, on Reddit, and on the internet sites. And on the Tuesdays following it, all of the wrestling internet sites wrote articles about whatever happened, even if it was five minutes. That's why it's going to be a storyline ten years from now. You guys will remember, and the internet sites, and Reddit, and Twitter, and all the new things that they think up between now and ten years. Because... It's something new that's old. And you're like, what? Listen, they used to do storylines like this all the time. Long-term builds is what they used to call them. Long-term storylines. 
where they would build stuff and there would not be a match. But when it finally happened, you were so excited. You couldn't see straight. You you didn't know, but you did know. And that's what this storyline has been. Did we see Alexa Bliss having black glue, goo come out of her mouth? No, but we knew somehow something was happening to her. And was it being caused by the fiend or was it being caused because she was sitting in a, a star or playing with that damn jack-in-the-box? And what was up with that swing and who's she talking to? She made us with her facials, her acting, the words she said, wonder. She sucked us in. Randy sucked us in with his confusion. We've never seen the legend killer, the viper, be confused or scared. When was the last time I gave you where you can write me? Tell me. When was the last time you saw actual fear, confusion, even possibly being scared on Randy Orton's face, in his body language, in his actions? Did any of you think that he wouldn't light Alexa Bliss on fire? I sure didn't. I thought he'd throw that match in the whole damn box at her. He didn't. And he'd come back and he said, I have compassion. What? Randy Orton? RKO? What? Did you see Alexa Bliss taking over Randy Orton? Having black goo come out of him? Did you ever imagine that you would see Randy Orton stalk her and be stopped? Have you ever seen that? No, this has been some of the best promo work, acting, storylines that Randy Orton has been a, a part of. Everybody knew The Fiend was coming. Had to be back before WrestleMania. Everybody who watched this storyline. And every week, every pay-per-view, it was predicted. People would write big, long uh, paragraphs, articles. They would do podcasts. How he was coming back this pay-per-view. And every pay-per-view, he didn't. It was Alexa Bliss ruining things for Randy Orton. You know? Distracting him by her picture popping up on all of the TV screams, the video boards in the Thunderdome. Him getting counted out? When would you think Randy Orton would do that? Because he was paying attention to something else. 
So when the Fiend actually did come back, everybody was like, oh, I knew it. Okay. And then when you made your predictions for WrestleMania, when you predicted the Fiend has to beat Randy Orton, if, if the Fiend doesn't beat him, then they're killing the Fiend. You know who said that? Me. I never dreamed. Never. That they would be the first match of WrestleMania 37. And when Alexa Bliss walked down that ramp. And she started turning the big jack-in-the-box. I thought, here it is. Here it is. The Fiend is going to beat him. How is he going to beat him? The Fiend no-selling things. I thought, yes, he, he he's ended up coming back way more powerful. He's been rejuvenated. He's the old Fiend. And he, my prediction is going to come true. I hate it for Randy Orton. Because I want Randy Orton to win. I, You guys know he's one of my favorite wrestlers. At no point in that match did I think, where's Alexa Bliss? But I should have been. The thought did come to me during the prediction show and once during the match. Is she going to interfere? But then I quickly forgot about it. Until she popped out of the jack-in-the-box. With the crown, some say, of thorns that she had wore before with black goo running down her face. Now, some are predicting that the fiend when he looked up and was distracted by Alexa Bliss that he was seeing something else. Maybe he was seeing Sister Abigail. Guys, maybe he was seeing oh my god she's more powerful than me. Maybe that's what he was seeing. Randy Orton, on the other hand, did not see that. He saw, hey, she's got black goo coming out of her, and it's not me. Have at it. Play with the goo, because I hate it. Glad it's not coming out of me. And he put the fiend away and was out. He was like, yeah, I'm gone. I'm not playing with this anymore. Guys, I did a podcast episode earlier where I said, I hope, beyond hope, that Alexa Bliss gets her own faction. And I, part of me wishes that it is strong women. But the strong women that I would pick to be in her faction 
hold belts, have held belts, or are not in the company. I said in that podcast episode and hoped in that podcast episode that she would actually be the leader of a faction of guys that she would control, that she would order to do her bidding and would interfere in her matches to make her look good for her to take over the championship. I still hope that comes true. And if the rumors are true, I don't think they are. But if the rumors that I've heard are true, that Tessa Blanchard may be coming to WWE, I hope whenever they debut Alexis Bliss's faction, as they debut one by one by one its members, and it's way stronger than Retribution ever thought about being, I hope Tessa Blanchard is one of those members. And I hope she turns in to the resident evil badass under Alexa Bliss that is her enforcer. And then next year, we get the story of Tessa Blanchard turning, just like Randy Orton did on the Wyatt family, and her taking down Alexa Bliss and her dolly friend, Lily. This was my favorite match because it's had a four to five month build without matches. They have been doing it in five to ten minute segments. Yes, sometimes Randy Orton had a match that was 15, 20 minutes long that Alexa Bliss interfered in or distracted him in. But mostly it was five to ten minute segments that were keeping you compelled to follow the storyline, to make fun of the storyline, or to praise the storyline. But either way, you were waiting for that segment. And you wanted to know what was happening next. We haven't seen that in WWE in a while. And like I said, they need to do more of it. And if they don't know where there's the story is going to go. They don't know the long-term plans of it. And it's been this good. They need to do that with more wrestlers. And more storylines. You can agree. You could not agree. I know that there's some of you. That bang on that storyline. Every single week. But guess what? You're still paying attention to it. Guys, I'm signing off. I'm getting out of here. I've been rambling to you guys way too long. 42 minutes. My goodness. Guys, uh, I don't know what the next episode is going to bring. It is going to be about some different promotions. I'm going to, I think, get off the WWE bandwagon for a little while. 
and get you into New Japan Strong, MLW, NWA Power, um, maybe some Impact Wrestling. I still would like to do some episodes about some independent shows that I watched during WrestleMania week, so you may be getting those soon. Um, I don't know. We'll have to see what I feel like talking about. But anyway, that was my thoughts on the three best matches, I think, of WrestleMania 37, night two. And uh, I'll talk to you guys soon, and I'll see you down the road. Holidays are here, and so is fashionable fitness. Gift yourself a Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 3 5G, a phone that folds in half to literally stand on its own. Pair it with the Galaxy Watch 4 for ultimate wellness and wow factor. Check health stats, flex personal records. Over 90 activities can be tracked, like biking, swimming, golfing, and more. Invest in yourself with tech made to crush goals. Holidays open up with Galaxy. Shop it all at Samsung.com. 5G connection and availability may vary. Check with Carrier. Products sold separately. For the ones who get going when the going gets tough. And the ones who know we're tougher together. For the pathfinders breaking new ground. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as fast access to experts and 24-7 customer support. Because we know you have people depending on you. So you can always depend on us. Call, click Ranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.